You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast with Sinan Schwarting and Khan Bayazit. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 72 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City. It is Saturday night, actually. That's a funny little happenstance. But um, Also, we've got a nice little coincidence here that Khan Bayazid is back, everyone! doing sir everyone's favorite co-host i can say it again <laughs> a, lot, a lot a lot better than yesterday uh when i was down with a with a, like a significant fever like 39 degrees celsius and uh, watching the match uh and it was a stressful game mm-hmm. um so yeah no because i don't know if everyone had the same amount of stress i had for this match because I don't know if everyone was completely aware of how important it still was to win this one. Yeah, and that's um, actually an important note, I think. Without even yeah. giving spoilers, we can say that going into this match, there was quite a bit riding on it, Khan, right? Uh, yeah, uh, basically, uh, not, uh, for the players not to have to come into work too early in the summer. Yeah, for sure. Or at least not uh, anything of consequence. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I did say that I, I last on last week's episode that I wouldn't necessarily mind those pre-qualifiers because they're kind of like glorified friendlies. Usually the quality of the opposition is not so bad. But I guess on the other yeah. hand, you can always get unlucky, right? And, and find like a car key, for example, as we were talking about the other day. I, I really enjoyed our... our... I really enjoy those types of games, and I, I really la- enjoyed last season or this past or this season really yeah, uh, previewing those. I mean, uh, with, with Trantor Arge, uh, of course, and um, with uh, our friend from uh, from Austria, whose name eludes me right now, and then of course Sonia. Like we had three three different opponents, three uh, yeah. so three preview episodes. I, I love doing those, and I was kind of in a way looking forward to doing those again for this summer. Uh, simply because this time we could include travel trip tri- travel tips for our own fans who would travel to the away games because that last time I, I kind of did that but glossed over it of course because we had the self-imposed away fan ban um, for for our traveling fans in the, in those uh, away European matches but that, I don't think that would that wouldn't be the case this season so oh, wow. but we'll still we can still do that for uh, the group stages of the Europa League, uh, which we will be playing in 100%. We can say that now. Yeah. Because uh, hey, Bishop Dash. Hey, spoiling. Ed- but yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. No. And uh, a, a nice, I think, sub point to make there um, is that this is a season of like liberation, right? We've, we've come out from multiple sanctions, and I forgot about the stadium ban. Uh, but as we also, of course, came up from financial sanctions, so 
We can spend no. like a proper team if we if we choose. Uh, we can probably can't actually, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, we can we can support our team like proper fans. Uh, lots of positives, I guess. Uh, assuming we don't. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course, it was a such a mixed bag this season. Uh, more negative than positive, but uh, there's a couple of bright spots I think that we can that we should take away. But uh, uh, and I meant more even going into next season. But yeah, we should we'll yeah. save this, and this is maybe a good uh, a plug for a future episode. But our next episode is going to be a season review. Um, our last season review remains one of our more popular episodes of all time. Uh, and uh, asterisks, though, I, I may be doing an interview with Bruno because, of course, something we'll talk about that a little later. I think. Uh, yeah. We'll okay. So maybe not next that. episode, but in the next episode yeah. or two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can expect. Or three, even you know, if if we get transfer information or coach, <laughs> right? Who knows? But uh, yeah, certainly very soon we're going to have a very nice in-depth season review involving yeah. anyone who wants to participate, basically. So you can send in notes via uh, WhatsApp on Twitter. I'll read them out loud for you guys, as I have done your questions of late. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, Khan, why don't you flash them the WhatsApp number? One more time on on air. Okay, so you can basically uh, send your message or your... Well, if you're going to send a text message, then just send it on Twitter. But if you want to send in a voice message, if you want to have your voice heard on the Black Eagles podcast, then just add this number, uh, 0032499331684. I'm going to repeat zero zero three two four nine nine uh, three three one six eight four. Uh, it'll also be in the, the show notes. I'm sure Sinan will add mm-hmm. those. Um, so you can just send a voice ma- message to that number, uh, and then we will put it in the one of uh, well the uh, the season review podcast episode. Um, so yeah, just just. Send your message there. Uh, do I have to add anything else? Um, no, I mean, other than the fact that you'll also of, of obviously hear from some some podcast favorites who have already appeared in some of our uh, hashtag after yeah. the beeps and in a little segment. And try to keep it under a minute maybe and, and, and say your name, like say, hey guys, like this is... So and so maybe, yeah, give us your yeah. Twitter handle if you have one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, don't if you have a lot to say and you need, you need two or three minutes, of course, go for it. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a general guideline. Try to be yeah. somewhat precise, concise. Try um, to not be me and talk for 15 minutes. Or me when I, when I have Evron as my co-host. You know, I have to fill in the, the, the void there, maybe. Uh, just kidding, Evron, if you're out there. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's talk about this match now. Besiktas had one match to go to sort of solidify things for next season and give us a little bit more to look forward to or at least to definitively look forward to and this would be a home match against Kasim Pasha at the Vodafone Park and uh, I'll just get straight into the lineups of course Karius was starting on the back line slight little bit of news apparently he was interviewed this week and said as far as he knows he's continuing on with the team next season so all the financial strife and Disagreements and all that are apparently, you know, 
no bridges were burned. So that's maybe good news if you're a Kyrie's fan like I know Khan and I are. Uh, on the back line of the defense, we saw Domingos Vida and Nicolas Isimiran with Jonair Erken on the left side and Nijip on the right side of the defense. Atiba Hutchinson, a lone defensive midfielder for a change, uh, alongside Adem Lijic and Shinji Kagawa in the midfield. Uh, it, yeah, it could be debated about whether it was Lijic playing in the central mid role or Kagawa. I think one thing you can say is that they sort of Kagawa. interchanged a little bit and were fairly fluid, which is kind of what you'd want, I would say. Uh, but I don't want to give anything away. Uh, on the on the flanks of our midfield, uh, Quaresma on the right side, and that should be no surprise to anyone. Chanel Gunesh's golden boy gets one last run in the rotation. But on the left side of the midfield, we saw Kyle Laren, which is quite bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guven Yelchin started up front, and it I you. One might assume, of course, that it would be Laren who was the striker with Gouven on the on the on the wing, but not really. I, very kind of shortly into the match, they sort of permanently switched roles with Gouven taking the striker position and Kyle Laren playing out wide. Um, so yeah, that was uh, pretty bizarre for sure. <laughs> I think we could agree on that. Uh, as far as Kasim Pasha goes. Nothing really of note uh, in their lineup. I don't want to give it too much attention. Um, Khan, before we talk about the match itself, what did you think of that lineup? Uh, Neji posing it, so I hated it. <laughs> yeah, that's so. That's the but rule. Uh, I, I, yeah. you know, obviously I, I was happy to see. Well, I I would have been happy to see Kagawa and and Light start together, but I have to admit that. I was very unaware of the lineup until I was watching the game for like a couple of minutes because I was like, yeah, just in this little bit of a feverish, <laughs> feverish uh, yeah. state. So I did see like a, a like some, like a, like a predicted lineup, and I saw that uh, Burak wasn't playing, and I saw that uh, Kukan wasn't playing, and, and Adriano wasn't playing. Um, I did not realize Lens wasn't playing until. I realized Lyron was playing. <laughs> so that was kind of a shock to me, like watching the game. Like, I was like, oh, wait, did you just say Lyron? And uh, then, yeah, yeah. So, but no, but uh, I, yeah, just the fact that Nejib was playing and um, at right back, which is his absolute worst position, I think uh, he's most frequently for us, he's played either central defender right back or of course in midfield center defensive midfielder which is his quote unquote natural position um the worst games he has ever played for Bistich have always been at right back because he always gets exploited he, he as soon as he is up against a, uh, a player that is remotely quick he gets absolutely obliterated he has no chance he's like a headless chicken i got so worked up in this i swear to god i had a 39 degree fever i think that was in in ninety five percent part uh, due to our our dear friend uh, Najib getting me so worked up. Yeah, it's never it's never a good sign to see Najib anywhere, uh, even as a substitute. Honestly, um, but so of course, yeah. of course, that's not 
that's not going to be a particularly exciting thing to, to learn about. Uh, of course, neither is Laren being in there. Um, yeah, you know, some, some or, or even maybe Quaresma versus Lens, I guess, if you really want to start nit nitpicking. I but guess, we get I, that, I, yeah. Well, I know. I understand it. This was probably his last match uh, at this, you know, at Vodafone. Now, what do you make like, of big... Burak Yilmaz not getting a final go with his, like, father? I don't think it's his last match, and uh, he'll have his matches with the national team with his father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true enough. True enough. You know, I mean, I, I, I found it a little annoying. It kind of annoyed me because... Dogan and, 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 and Burak weren't starting. The thing that annoyed me about it is, look, he called them both up for the national team. Um, we still have a very... This is important that we win this match so that we guarantee third place, which is which does make a big difference mm -hmm. because getting that straight ticket to the Europa League or having to play qualifiers is simply a big difference. Um, there's no ifs and buts or anything around it. So I was pissed off seeing the lineup. Um even though I said that I wasn't completely aware of the lineup, but I was, I was, I was pissed off when I was Once like coming to the yeah, realization yeah. of that that he didn't field the, in my opinion, strongest team. Um, and I, I have to, I, we'll get, to, I'll, I'll make my point later. But uh, uh, yeah, I think that a lot of, that, that's definitely some of the those choices uh, panned out. Oddly know, enough, yeah. To say and I mean, in particular, I think obviously. Um, I'll just say his name right off the bat because the first thing to happen uh, as far as match events goes was a goal in the 10th minute by Guven Yalchin, assisted by Adem Lijic. And so the reason I say that is that um, I think you could make the argument that Barak was out of form. You know, he's had three, definitely three bad matches, maybe four because he scored in the one and the other one, but it, you know, it wasn't a very good match overall. Um, so it's possible that he really felt like, you know, Guven was looking good in training. Uh, I think it's ha has to do with Ramadan too, because uh... he's been fasting apparently since the Galtrai match because it wasn't really that much, you know. And I'm pretty sure that he would have probably not fasted if we had the title to play for still. But uh, mm -hmm. I think that last week, I believe the twins said something that he was that he fasted or something because I had said that he wasn't good. Was it last week or the week before? I don't remember. Uh, but anyway, so apparently, uh, if, that, if that info is correct, I'm blaming the twins if it's not. But uh, he's been fasting, so I could imagine that he uh, that that might be one of the reasons. Um, but and obviously, maybe. But so anyway, maybe he wasn't hundred percent. But fit. so anyway, that goal in the tenth minute was actually a beautiful one, a beautiful goal. Lijic gave him a pass, uh, pretty. I, I would say maybe 30 yards out from the goal. He deftly maneuvered himself around, I would maybe four Kasim Pasha defenders uh, and slotted it in off the post. It sort of dinged back and forth twice off each post. Hit both uh, posts, and, yeah. Uh, it was in the goal. So, any thoughts on that goal, Khan? Yeah, I thought there. <laughs> I thought their left back looked like shit Nefez, there. I think was his name. No, no, yes, yeah. actually. Yeah, and he was pretty much their man of the match otherwise. Yeah. So I think he looked pretty poor. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I was being a little delirious in my fever, but um, felt like uh, 
he just walked through them like a hot knife through butter and they were kind of all sleeping and, and I think the left back especially given the if it was him in that position uh, given the pace he showed throughout the game I think he could have easily intercepted if he would have properly dashed to cover that position um, but he seemed to just walk and give given like a yeah, clear path to get a shot off uh, but uh, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to take away from the goal. I think it was a. Uh, it was a, for for Kevin. It was a, a great, uh, great, great goal. Good finish. A little bit of luck involved, of course, with the ball hitting both posts and still going in. I mean, on another day, it may you know twirl out. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, he had one of those uh, days where most uh, things worked out for yeah, him. Yeah, and and uh, it's I. I mean, in a weird way, I think you could say, to, to be fair to Carson Crash's defense, it was just the 10th minute. It's one of those situations where an opportunity presents itself real early on. And in that same vein, that probably would explain where Gouven's finishing like was almost off as well. But this was one of those scenarios where uh, luck went Bashutash's way. Uh, but it would not last long. In the 13th minute... Uh, Haris Hayradinovic, Hayradinovic, uh, Bosnian striker, struck back. And so it was equalized just three minutes later. And Kazim Pasha was right back into it with Koita getting the um, assist. And sorry, a little correction in the middle of the uh, of saying the, the, the event. Uh, Hayradinovic. Is not a striker actually. He's a midfielder, um, but yeah, didn't he give the assist to Guven second? Well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll we'll get there. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, let's just let's just breeze through this, I guess. Honestly, yeah. In the forty fourth minute, so some time would would pass actually between the second and third goal of the match, but in the forty fourth minute, Guven Yalchin would get a second goal. Um, the ball was shot from distance. I want to say it was by Lijic. Who took the original shot that... Uh, it was being brought back into play by Atiba, I think, and then it got like poorly cleared yeah. by, I think, the well, guy so, yeah, that scored. Someone put it uh, onto that guy's head. He said it came... back. Um, they're not obviously giving anyone credit for it, uh, but it could have been Hyradinovic. I thought it might have been an actual defender. It, it, there was a guy with a beard in their defense, kind of big guy. Yeah. I don't think it was Hyradinovic, yeah. actually. Um, but anyway, yeah, he it, he sent it back right to Guven Yalcin, who just slided it home casually. He was obviously was massively offside. offside position, so yeah. I was like, oh my god, that sucks. He was offside. And then you slowly realize in the yeah. replay that it was not a pass to him, but in fact, a defensive blunder. And there it was. Mm. I was waiting for them to disallow it. By the way, I was, I was, I, I, I knew immediately that it was not supposed to be disallowed. But it's one of those yeah. seasons in which they make these stupid mistakes against us. I felt like, uh, and it's ironic in a way because this is the exact goal we conceded. Well, not the exact goal, but this is the the same situation in which we conceded the goal against Antalya Sport earlier in the season. The the Dukara goal where. Um, he was clearly like over a meter offside, and uh, Adriano headed it while the ball was heading already towards Dukara. 
um, and uh, yeah, lifting the offside because of that completely yeah. bullshit rule. Um, and yeah, and here we benefit Although, from it. Um, in this I, I case, still hate, I hate you have to rule, admit though, but... in this case, it's not like it was even a pass to Gouven, right? Like he, the guy really did. It was a. This was a much clearer blunder. It was an attempted this was a much clearance. clearer blunder. Like yeah, it, this it, was. He really passed it to yeah. Gouven in this case. Uh, so I, that, in that sense, I differ, but I know exactly what you mean. Though. I, I, you know, it yeah, wasn't. The, yeah. I, all I'd say is that I don't think this was as unjust as as ours, honestly, because that. I think it's just. I think it's just as ridiculous. Uh, Gal tries to score the same goal against Bashakshir as well, the, their winner last weekend, and I think yeah, this rule well, is stupid. That was also another it's case absolutely stupid. where it was very much um, ours. It went against us. Yeah, that one was almost the same as ours. This one's a little bit different because here um, the, the the defender is deliberately trying to clear the ball. It just away, hits his head, bro. Um, but it's 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 unaware of. Yeah, but he was not aware of Kuvan being but there. Did he? Did he? Um, I thought whereas, he was trying to head it forward, and it just hit the back of his head, and it went backwards. Yeah, but I mean, in in the in the Antalya game, uh, there Adriano is trying to to clear that from actually not getting to Dukara or someone in a goal scoring position, um, and then it actually ends up there where it was going anyway. I think. Um, so that kind of is even more counterintuitive here. Uh, he just completely changed the direction. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I, I mean. I, in, in that case, like the guy yeah. uh, against us, I should say. God, sorry. Sorry for the uh, sirens no in the background there. But um, yeah, he uh, was passing to the man who was offside. And Adriano got in the way. And you know what I'm saying? Like, but, but So the intent to mm. pass to a man offside was present. And uh, that so, in my in my opinion, that should be called before Adriano. It even touches his head in theory because he's passing to a man offside. Mm. Whereas in this case, I don't think whoever that was, Atiba or Liaich, like I think it may have even been an attempt at a shot. Um, you know what I mean? And and uh, no, that couldn't have been a shot. No, it was definitely a pass, but not to Guven Yelchin. We need we need we need everyone on yeah, this. Yeah, it was color this, commentary uh... exactly. Yeah, with his recollection yeah, ability. Yeah, his, youth, his youthful <laughs> memory. But anyway. His youthly brain. Anyway, there it was. Besiktas is up 2-1 to one in the 44th minute. And again, only two minutes later. So this was like the 46th minute. And I think there was only one minute of extra time given anyway, which struck me as odd, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, uh, Guven Yelchin struck again. Again, the assist was credited to Adem Liaich. This time it was much more of a uh, intentional assist. Clear assist. Um, yeah. This, yeah, go ahead. This wasn't Al Atsana. This was like just here, go tap it in. This was like a free goal. Yeah, exactly. He, he just had to. He, beat, he well. beat his man to the ball, but the ball was placed very yeah. well for him to do so. Placement was and that was it. Uh, halftime would dawn on the match with Besiktas up 3-1. to one. And so things were looking good. For the, the scare that was put into to, to the match by Kasim Pasha seemed to have been quelled. Besiktas seemed to have been uh, taken a commanding lead. In the 55th minute of the match, so there were no halftime subs. And I guess, you know, sure, why not, right? The team is up by two goals. Although I, I would make the argument there were some weaknesses that were present. 
Nijip was absolutely horrendous and he should have been uh, taken off even if you don't place anyone else on. Yeah, he... It was that bad. Really, he played a a role in their goal, I thought. I I said that... Oh, he did, 100%. It was like, that was on him, that goal, because he just... The the guy walked past him like he wasn't even standing there. It was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, And right before that, he had done like almost exact same thing. Like in, in the time span of like two three minutes, um, he he got he got completely. Uh, can I swear on this podcast? Go for it! I'll beep you out. <laughs> he he got he got completely in his ass twice in like the time span of like I don't know two hundred and twenty seconds or something. And um, no, he was so shit. He was absolutely horrendous. Yeah. And he and he got caught. I, I, I he was got, he was going forwards and not coming back on multiple occasions as well, putting way too much strain on the on the other guys on the back line. Yeah. yeah. Plus, the worst thing is, it's better to play with 10 men than to play with 11 men when, when your 11th man is that much of a liability because if you play with 10 men and somebody else is going to cover that ground, somebody exactly. else is going to try and make up for that, that yeah, gap. Yeah, at least there. they're not expecting um, someone to be now, there. You know, in, in a more surprised scenario. Yeah, exactly. So this was terrible. So I, I made a remark of we're playing with nine men at halftime or something because of Laren being uh, absolutely non-existent and then Neji being the shit's absolute so dogpiled shit. I haven't seen a worse performance this season. That's not a joke. This was the worst perfor- individual performance I've seen from a, from a Bishtish player all season. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I, 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 I religious, I, I, and I, I made the remark we were playing with nine men and you said something along the lines of, well, ni- like jokingly, like, oh, well, Nijib kind of counts as minus yeah. two, though. And you know what? You, you are you are right because he does, and I'm not even saying that to be spiteful because because of the point what I that I just made because it's better to even play with ten exactly. players than with because of that reason because now you're you're he's expected to cover that and he doesn't I mean Karim Hafez was having the match of his life I remember everyone was was gassing him in the chat and and Sally was gassing him and oh this is the kind the kind of player we need and blah and blah and I was like you haven't even noticed him up until yeah. this moment I mean maybe everyone has but I know Sally fucking didn't um, and that's the thing like in the second half as soon as Najib came off uh, and as soon as, basically, no, before that even, as soon as Lens came on, we barely saw Hafez anymore. Yeah. And maybe also, I mean, obviously he used energy up, but still, it was quite noticeable. Yeah, I, how did, you how can't changed. credit anyone on that left side when they're coming up against Nejip and the laziest, you know, Quaresma, who's never going to come back and help anyway, uh, or make much of an effort besides yeah. diving at a man and potentially getting carded. Uh, but anyway... I mean, uh, if they're going over the wing that Janner is not on, then you know there's a reason exactly. behind that. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, in this case, Nejib did not track back most of the game. But yeah, so in the 55th minute, Quaresma came out and German Lenz came on, uh, I suppose, to sort of spell that whole scenario. Uh, in the 62nd minute, Heinz came on for Haida Dinovich. Uh, Tobias... We yeah, remember I was say, him, Tobias of course, from his stunning Heinz, goal. Uh, came from uh, Sarpsborg. Sarpsborg. I was say yeah, Sarpsborg uh, scored a screamer of a goal against us, in fact. Um, but yeah, so he entered the match. No, no, that was all carried. Yeah, right. Sorry, of course. Yeah, now the, 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 those, that version of a troll has gone very quiet. Uh, but anyway, 62nd minute, yeah. Heinz comes in. 
67th minute, Koita would score, uh, assisted by Ilhan Depe. Uh, yeah, suddenly things are a little bit shakier. Looks like we might be in Which uh, uh, indirectly came from, from Neji being shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This, in this case, he simply didn't try I mean, to uh, There was a... Vita had to overcompensate yeah. and cover space because he didn't come back. It, yeah, it was a big disaster. And it, it, it more directly came from Lens giving the ball away, trying to counter. Um, but it's a little bit further down the road to pressure initiate, initially... Uh, came from Niji being shit and then not clearing the ball properly, I think. Um, it, it, you know, it's just... When Najib is playing in the defense, there's this there's this aura of, of panic. <laughs> Always. Um, Always. He's just... Yeah. Uh, anyway, but so... In the 70th minute, Ilhan Dippe, who had just assisted uh, Kassim Pasha's goal, came out for Vigno. And in the 71st minute, Najib Uysal would come out of the match and you'd think, ah. Oh, Wow, finally we can we can sort of breathe more easily. But this would be complicated by the fact that he was taken out for Mustafa Pektimek. Mustafa? <laughs> oh, that, that was fine. Mustafa did yeah, his job. Uh, he did uh, because Charmaine Lenz came back into the right-back slot, I suppose. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, Lenz took the right-back spot. Salt, sorry, like you said. And so that, yeah, it, it helped there, but obviously, you know, Pektimek wasn't like a huge net positive contributor. He held the out. ball for a couple of moments to alleviate pressure, and he, he had was some bad passes in too, some, in some combinations. He didn't do anything bad. I yeah, he had a couple of bad yeah. passes where he gave the ball away, actually, mm -hmm. which I didn't noted in the group. particularly notice it, but if you say so, then I'm sure you're right. <laughs> I definitely, uh, you know, I like to make those zingers when I can. Uh, but in the in the 80th minute, Adem Liaich got himself a yellow card. Very unfair, I thought. Um, I don't know. I was. Oh no like, no 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 no! It was Jeremy was... Lenz's second one that was unfair. Actually, sorry. Uh, but yeah, Adem Liaich got himself a yellow card. I don't even remember that one actually. I think that's where when when Sally said that he should have gotten the red. Oh yeah. He stopped, so I, guess. I did not actually watch that back. And in real time, I was like, what is he doing? Because I was like half dying at that moment. Uh, yeah, your fever was getting pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so in the 80th minute also, so in that same minute, Ozan Oziakup would enter the match for Shinji Kagawa as like almost a troll by Shenol Gunesh in a weird way. Although a weird other side note is that Ozan was called up for the national side by Shenol Gunesh. Again, yeah. Uh, and so then he would come into the match in the 80th minute for Shinji Kagawa, and he would sort of sparkle, if we're gonna be honest. He played very well. Uh, he immediately came in and had a very nice long ball onto Adem Liaich's foot, and I think Adem was kind of like, whoa, where did that come from? That I was amazing, that yeah. That, that's, we haven't seen that also, that like that pass is something we haven't seen the entire season, and suddenly, uh, I think Adam, yeah, I think he was like, what the what was fuck yeah, is this? How did that... <laughs> Some, somebody who can give a proper forward pass behind me? I, what is this? He was probably both shocked by just it being there, and then also probably like, wait, how is this just happening now with 10 minutes left in the season? But yes, sure enough, uh, Ozan would pretty much provide the exact spark that Khan and I have been yammering on about that's been lacking 
in the midfield most of the season. Uh, he he had like three assists, like three almost assists in like you know in 10 minutes, fourteen minutes. Yeah, fourteen. We get yeah. Time. Uh, Stipe Perija would enter the game for Koita in the eighty-fourth minute. A Croatian striker who I know that I, I recognized him. He's been around the block. Uh, in the ninety-first minute, Jermaine Lens would get his first yellow card, which was deserved. Um, rough tackle. In this, mm. But in the 94th minute, he would get his second yellow card. And this was a very weak call on the edge of the box. Uh, there was minimal contact, a little bit of floppiness. And somehow that resulted in not just a yellow card, but a dangerous one because Jemlens was out. There was still, you know, about a minute and a half of extra time to play. Yeah, it's, it's a tick move. Last se- match of the season, uh, the yellow cards don't have any consequence, but a red card does. Uh, so it's a, a, a complete and utter dick move to send somebody off like that yeah. in the final seconds of a match of the season, basically suspending them for the first match of the next season. Just a classic, classic TFF referee move for this. But season. he was, but but Kalkavan was having a shit match all over. I mean, he really was. Did, you didn't even you didn't mention that penalty that that we didn't get in the first half, which was like. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at what Galtzrai got in the Turkish Cup last week. Um, look at what they've been getting. They've gotten 10 penalties in the second half of the season alone. Who was that con um, that was brought down in the box? That was Leic. It was Leic, yeah. Yeah, it was chopped down. Oh, yeah, the, guy, the defender completely missed the ball and then just chopped his knee. Uh, it was a complete penalty. Yeah. There's, uh, I mean, there's not even, uh, you don't even have to recollect Galapagos to Lyonis. That was just an obvious penalty call. It was crazy. VAR, VAR even was checking it and, and, and didn't tell him to come look. Which I don't get. It's like I don't know. It's like I know who I I I, 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 thought, I thought like like did I miss like I was thinking to myself did I like did I miss something did he like properly play the ball first no. but if he if he if he even touched the ball um, then somebody at the TFF still has to come and explain to me why Galtrai got a penalty in the Turkish Cup against Akisar because that guy clearly played the ball. And Diagne just went down like a little sack of potatoes. Yeah, that was looking for a penalty. So weak. Uh, where, whereas here, he, I don't think he got the ball, and Lige got you know tackled, and otherwise he could have scored or had at least had a shot one on one with the keeper. So I don't really. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know it's been whatever. Yeah, I mean it's been that kind of a year for this team with these referees, <clears throat> uh, and yet again. It, it, it's, no, it's I don't want to blame remember, referees, but it's... Uh... It's important to remember that Trabzonspor was fighting with us for that third spot. Uh, and I don't know. Trabzonspor has, uh, has an interesting following. Some celebrity fans that might want things to go a certain way. <laughs> but uh, at the end, look, that was it. In the 95th minute, the final whistle would be blown. Besiktas would end... Three to two victors over crosstown rivals Kasim Pasha. <laughs> Just kidding, rivals. rivals. <laughs> Just Black kidding. sheep, though. Uh, Black that's, sheep. that's a rivalry more for the level of we could say a, of a Fenerbahce, for example. You know, one of those mid-table Istanbul sides, if you will. Just kidding. Just kidding, uh, Barack. For example, if you're out there from the. Football Alaturka podcast. But so speaking of football Alaturka cast, Khan, one more time, my friend, could you tell 
everyone what this means for us. Uh, we, we've talked about how this secured third place for, for Besiktas over Trabzonspor, who were creeping on us. Uh, how, how, what, how does this end? What, what else happened this week that's of note? Nothing happened of note really in the top four, which is uh, or the top five, I should say. Uh, that was already deter- the top two was determined, of course. Uh, Bashakshir drew again. Uh, they got only ten points in their last nine games, and I was covering my notes on uh, yesterday, uh, earlier today, and I was uh, taking notes on the Bashakshir match and uh, just noted down that they. That they got 10 points in nine matches and they got 57 points in the previous 25 games so they averaged 2.28 points per game in the first 25 matches and then they averaged like 1.17 or something or i don't know i have it on, on twitter but it's like ridiculously low in the last 10 and galtzrai won the title with like with like two on average 2.03 points so if if Bishak, all bashakshir had to do is just keep their average above 2.10 uh so if they would have just gotten like an average of, of, of like 1.5 points or 1.7 points. Well, I, I mean, look, they, they lost the title based on on, on, a, on a single point, I guess, now. Well, on a head-to-head, but whatever. Uh, anyway, um, so Galtzrai going to the Champions League, obviously. Uh, Bashakshir will be playing those playoffs to the Champions League. Uh, but they're, they, they, yeah, they'll be playing Europa League qualifiers and then probably going out again before the group stages like they have been doing. Uh, we are qualified directly for the Europa League group stages thanks to our dear neighbors Galatasaray winning the Turkish Cup, uh, meaning that the because they are already qualified for the Champions League, that direct tickets for the Europa League will go to the next in line in the league, which is third place, which is us. That means that Trabzonspor now get to play uh, one less round of European qualifiers as well. They will also go into the Europa League qualifiers. And then Malatya Spor are headed in as the final team to Europe. Um, they will also be playing Europa League qualifiers, but they will have to play... Um, I guess they will have to play like three qualifying rounds or something. Yeah, but a debutante, if you will. Uh, Yanni Malatya is debuting in So that will probably not end well for Malatya. You wouldn't assume so. No, you would not assume so. Well, we can always, all, all, only hope. I mean, if they get some favorable draws in the qualifiers and if they get some wins there, some can can pick up a bit, little bit of coefficient points. That would be nice. Yeah. Doubt they will get to the, the group stages. If they do, that's like a miracle and they should that should be commended. That would be a, a huge achievement if they manage to get to the Europa League group stages. But definitely a tip of a cap. To, to Yeni Malatia for what has to go down as a very successful season for them. Uh, their first no season up, up in the, the Super League. And uh, yeah, not bad. They'll, they'll premiere Just, in, in Europe next. Despite uh, not a very strong second half of the season. Yeah, they collapsed. They, one should remember that they were as high as, I think, second place uh, in the first yeah, half of the season. I mean, I think a lot of teams disappointed in the second half of the season that were doing well in the first half, like Konya, Malatya, Gustepe, um, Gustepe <laughs> for sure, um, and then of course, uh, who am I forgetting? Konya, Malatya, uh, Kasim Pasha, of course, had a massive drop off in form because they were in second place for a long time. That you're thinking of Kasim Pasha? Yeah. Uh, well, Gostepe, you know, Gostepe, I remember, if you recall, for a very short spell, for like two weeks, had gotten into like fifth place or something. You know, there was a moment where they, uh, 
you know, they looked like they could actually, I mean, it, it, it seemed inevitable if we're going to be honest. But so anyway, speaking of Giuseppe Khan, uh, tell us a little bit about the other side of the table. I think we're still waiting on some results, correct? Those matches are being played on Sunday. We're recording this on Saturday evening, so we cannot yet say anything about that. So if you want to... If you want like a proper description on how that's all panned out, you'll have to listen to this coming week's episode of Football Ultra Can. Uh, we'll co- cover that in depth because that's really the only thing left to talk about in depth uh, for that episode. Uh, because, of course, the title race had already been played uh, and uh, Galtzrai played an unimportant match. Uh, Bashakshir played an unimportant match. We'll cover the, 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 the Bishik Tesh and Trabzon games, but... Uh, We'll be mainly focusing on that relegation dogfight. So the Erzurum, Gustepe and Bursaspor games, we will be focusing on those in the Football Altar yeah. episode uh, that, is, that will be recorded probably on Monday. So it should be uh, up Tuesday or Wednesday. So stay tuned for that. Uh, last note I'll make about the standings is that both Gladys today and Bashak here did slip up on the last match day. Which means that had we beaten Galatasaray way back when, remember we had a bunch of things set up, and one of those things was that then they would have to drop points again one more time, and they did so. Yeah, but they they played a B team though. I mean, they played a complete, almost a complete yeah, B yeah, team true. against Sivaspor. True, true. Uh, with mood with Moodat and uh, with Ismail Chipe in goal, who was terrible. Yeah, yeah. true, uh, true. But so, I'm just uh, saying. Uh, apparently, uh, Sivas played very well too, though, supposedly. But anyway, I didn't watch the match. I don't want to comment on that. And, and I don't want to give Galatasaray any of our airwaves, those suckers. Uh, I, I actually, so funny side note, my upstairs neighbor here in New York is a Galatasaray fan. He's not a Turk. Um, I can't actually establish yeah. where he's from. But uh, I, I thought maybe it was Romania, for example, because like, maybe I thought there was a Haji connection. But no, he, he denied that. He's been a little bit uh, standoff. You know, he's not telling me. But anyway, I, I did wish him a congratulations in the hallway uh, the other day. But uh, I love how he's all like, I'm not going to give them any time on the airways. Oh, and then he's like talking about them. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, you know, I, I just mean in real life, I'm uh, personable. I'm not a jerk. But on, on here, I have the right to say, no, no we're not going to do that. Um, but so to bring us back on topic, let's talk about stats one more time. The stat flash. So in this match, surprise, surprise, Kasim Pasha led the way in terms of shots and shots on target. They had 16 shots to Pesha Tasha's 13, six on target to Pesha Tasha's four, but Pesha Tasha had 60% of the possession Kasim Pasha's 40, if your math really sucks. Um, 653 passes completed by Besiktas to their 439. 90% accuracy on the part of Besiktas. But actually, Kasim Pasha completed 84% of their passes, so not bad at all from them. 12 fouls committed by Besiktas to their 10. One yellow card and... Wait, how could there only be one yellow card when Jeremy... They said one yellow card and one red card, but didn't Jeremy Lenz get two yellow cards in order to get the red? I don't know. Yeah, but... Whatever. But also, um, Liayic had one. So it's three yellows. Yeah, really. Liayic had one too, so that's an incorrect stat. 
Not a good look here, Google. No, it, it turned into a red card, so I guess that's how they see it. Oh, so they combined you both know. of them into one red. Wow, that's like our, yeah. that's interesting math. So they're only counting like the yeah, it is one yellow. Um, offsides, two apiece. Corners, five. To Besiktas, three. Kasim Pasha had the advantage there, despite having much less of the ball. So that's that's interesting. They had many shots and a few corners, I guess, as a result of those shots, despite having much less of the ball. Um, I will make a note because I really doubt either one of us gives him the man of the match for this for this week. Um, Karius had three saves at the end of this match. That's... You bastard, I was going to give him the man of the oh, match. Oh, wow. Well, okay, let's just do it, man. All right. Khan's <laughs> highlight is going to Karius, then. Tell us about that. He kept us in it. He did. He saved. He he, in the end, he, he made, like, two massive saves, like, uh, in the same position. And then, like, right at the end, he made a big save, too. Yeah. And he had already made a couple of big saves before that. Yeah, and he had one series where he made two saves on the same play. He saved it once. The ball went back to the same guy and saved it again. And, like, the first one was an amazing save. And then the second one was, I mean, man, son of Asgard material. We're going to be serious. I, I mean, I know we've always been fans of Carrier, so it's not going to come as a surprise to anyone for us to do this, but I, I am thoroughly impressed with, with this guy. Uh, generally, you know, considering the narrative of him supposedly being broken mentally and all of that, uh, but, but literally, you know, his, his performances on the pitch have been borderline heroic in this second half of the season. Uh, he saved us many a point. Um, yeah, this is on a good stretch of form for sure. I mean, if he can carry that over into next season, then he's worth eight million. Yeah, no doubt about it. And let's not forget, he's still fairly young. He's turning twenty-six. Yep. So shouts to Carius. Um, and since we've so seamlessly segued into these uh, highlights, boy, what do I do? Um, the obvious pick would be Guven Yelchin, given that he got himself a, you know, um, hat trick. But I might go Lijajic. Two assists and a generally masterful performance. And most impressive to me personally uh, was proof that he could coexist alongside one Shinji Kagawa very effectively. Second week in a row. Who was good too, I think. I, I really liked Kagawa Yeah, I was today. almost going to uh, give it to yesterday. him just to really confuse people, but... Uh, I figured I'd save. We should do a little Shinji watch, one final Shinji watch for the season as well, um, in, in which we uh, maybe talk about what we hope for as far as the offseason and all that. But uh, before we do any of that, yeah, I do want to say that I thought Lijic was masterful on the ball one last time. And he ends the season with, was it 10 goals and 15 assists? Nine goals? His total statistics for the season are 9 goals and 14 assists in 32 appearances. So he has contributed to 23 goals uh, in 32 matches. That's, 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 those are, that, those stats are better than Sosa when we won the title. Just to put that out yeah. there. And this is Liage's first season. That was, you're talking about Sosa's second season with this. Um, so Adem Lijic has had a fantastic debut season with Besiktas. Of course, that will have to be the priority going into the offseason. 
is uh, making sure he signs on the dotted line, sticks around. Uh, there are already rumors that they've created an installment plan to pay him and all these things. Uh, obviously, we're not running with any of that stuff yet. Uh, stay tuned, of course, for all the offseason news here with Besiktas International and the Black Eagles podcast. Uh, but yeah, masterful game. Uh, Khan, what about a low light? That's easy. Nah. I, even, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We okay. Najib is your man, right? I don't want to. Gotta be a man. Uh, he just needs to go, man. Like he has no more use for this club. Like I don't care that he has the homegrown status. I don't care that he has that he has played three hundred games for the club. He is. Like he, he, at points in his career, he was a useful player, but I f- and I always felt like he had matches in which he did a he did a job. But this season, I feel like he hasn't had a single decent match, let alone a good match. He has been shit in every game he's played. Um, I I am I am quite certain that he wasn't actually injured yesterday. I think he just couldn't handle the pressure anymore, couldn't handle the heat anymore, and just faked an injury and, and, and got himself subbed off a la Tolga Zengin in his uh, uh, heated moment days. You remember when he was getting himself subbed because, can't you know, I'm, I hurt, I'm, I'm, my knee hurts or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't take these kicks. Pedro Franco, come take the kicks for me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, terrible, terrible. I, I actually... As like we don't usually give highlights of our of our episodes during the very episodes uh, we're, t- we're mentioning, but I'd like to recall your comment that this was maybe the worst Besiktas performance of the season. Uh, yeah, I think he gets uh, that award. The individual player, yeah, I, I, because I actually think that apart from Laren, who was pretty meh, and. Najib was terrible. I thought that almost everyone else from the starters had a good game. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there's obviously people, players that stood out, like like. Oh, so here's my low light, Tom. Yeah, let go me ahead. steal your your thunder before you finish that thought. <laughs> Quaresma would actually get my. Or yeah, he wasn't too good either. Yeah. He was. Oh yeah, he was actually weak. he was pretty shit because he. Oh, I was getting annoyed at him too because he just he but he just can't beat his man anymore. He's yeah, he's lost. It's time. It. It's, he needs to go to a. Uh, 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 I've said it, and I, I and everyone has scolded me, but I told I said it. He has to go to MLS. It's time. No, it's time. you know his pace has. He's lost it. You know, and the, the sad part is that he's almost. He can't even really perform that role of the super sub anymore. You know, he's really just lost a step. I mean, obviously that might just be a match fitness thing because he hasn't been playing yeah. that much, and it yeah. may maybe it may improve if he has like. But I don't know. It's just it's been like this for the entire second half of the season, really. Whenever he's played, and it's like you know when Quaresma when he can't beat his direct opponent to get his cross in, then what's his what's the use? You know, there isn't, there's not, there's there is not much. Either. I mean, obviously he scored a he scored a winner last week and and all that. And I'm not saying that he has no use anymore, but uh, it was just frustrating when he's up against a, a back that has decent pace. Um, and and look, man, it's his and, final match under Shenol Gunesh, probably his final match in a Besiktas shirt. 
Maybe. He walks off after he's subbed out. He walks off. Doesn't. There's no interaction with fans. He leaves the pitch. He goes into the locker room. Um, no. Good riddance, maybe. You know, if ah, it's time. That's, it's time. That's 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 disappointment. That's that's yeah. To, yeah. to me, that still shows that he cares because there's people saying that he doesn't care and. Clearly, no. he does still care because yeah, otherwise no, he wouldn't. Do that he, he's, a he's a petulant, down. he's a petulant little baby, of course. But it still shows that he's invested uh, to some extent, and, and yeah. I think he, he probably imagined his farewell, his swan song at Photophone Park, differently than this. And I kind of felt sorry for him that it had to end with a relatively poor turnout. Uh, people were saying that there were. That the, the turnout was absolutely horrendous, but what people forget is that on the television, you the, the hard camera facing the main tribune, like the, that 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 section is usually the emptiest when there's low turnout because those tickets are more expensive. Um, and, and it's and, a meaningless end of the season match on yeah, a Friday. On a Friday. Yeah, when the when the when the cameras panned around the stadium after the match, when Sinol Ganesh was saying his goodbyes, which I think even. You know, who, who even we who have been yelling to him, for him to leave for for months. I I don't think any any of us didn't get emotional. Obviously, no. we have a, a shit ton of respect and 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 affection yeah. for the man, but it does not mean because you have that that you can just turn a blind eye to the, sab the the self sabotage that yeah. he's been doing for the last two years. Um, yeah. but the psychological I mean, I, terrorism. I yeah, but I when that, when that cam as. those cameras were panning around, you did see that there was, I mean, I don't know how many people there were in the stadium, but definitely more than 10,000. Um, yeah, I think, which I is, think actually the count was 12 or 14. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I can look it up after if you'd, if you'd like, but um, it's, it's, uh, it's low for Besiktas. We should always have at least... You know, twenty to twenty-three thousand people in the stadium, um, even in an unimportant match that doesn't, which you, which we say and which people think, but it was still important for us because we had to win it to make be sure that we finished in third place. And I know that for, for people, third place might not be that important, but for our next season, it is important. It's gonna have, that's gonna impact our, you know, potential success next season. It's gonna give us a longer training camp. It's going to give the new coach more time to work with the team uh, before having to play an actual competitive match, uh, which is, I think, positive, especially if the man who we all think is coming is coming. Should, um, we, should we talk about that or should we save that for... Uh, I, I'd like to talk about it because I don't think we... Yeah. I, don't, I don't really want to talk too much about the match anymore. I think there's enough That's said. It. That's uh, it. Well, one last just... thing. Shinji Watch. Hashtag Shinji Watch. Yeah. Uh, give me a few. Well, give me a byline on his on his performance. Uh, I think he had a solid performance. He was very tenacious, worked really hard, um, and I think he kind of stepped up uh, his combativeness uh, due to what happened against Trabzonspor. Uh, I think he didn't want that to happen again. Losing the ball that would lead to a, a counter goal. Uh, so I, I had the feeling that he was putting his body in a lot more into the physical duels and uh, 
uh, being more careful not to accidentally lose it and uh, he's just such a I mean if you look at, at the difference between Leitch and Shinji I think the main difference is just the way that Shinji distributes the ball from one side of the pitch to the other and yeah. how how seamlessly and he's not the fastest player in the world but he's so quick he turns quickly yeah. and, and he doesn't I, I just, lose the ball you know like he even when he's surrounded he finds a way to get rid of it and he did really well yeah, at that, and uh, I really liked him uh, playing there. Um, I think he had a good game, but then of course when Ozzy came in and, and he gave another... Uh, did a really good job too, of course. Uh, but no, I think... I, I, but I, what mainly stood out for me from Shinji, uh, again, was his... Him and Laich looking for each other a lot uh, in the combination, and that was always the main source of danger when we were on the ball. When those two started combining, uh, that's when Kashan Pasha was in trouble. Uh, usually, if, if 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 an attack ended poorly, it would be when somebody else got involved. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing that stood out to me, which I don't know if I was just being delirious in my fever or if I actually saw what I saw. Uh, but when he came off, I he seemed to just walk straight past Hino Gunesh. Mm -hmm. Didn't acknowledge him, I think. Uh, and then I think he went to slap hands with Guti, or with one of the assistants. Yeah, interesting. Um, and I thought I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, I don't know if anyone else noticed that or if I'm imagining that, but um, I had the impression that there was a little bit of. Uh, but yeah, I think that I mean, let's be honest. You know, Ganesh has kind of been disrespecting Shinji for for weeks, for months, yeah, um, uh, unrightfully so. And I, uh, yeah, and to the detriment of that, our uh, team, ultimately. Like if if, if we decide that yeah. we want him to to resign with us, and he decides not to because he's not, he feels like he's not guaranteed a place in the starting lineup. There's only one finger. There's only one place I, to I, finger I don't point. Think, do you think a player like Do you think a player with his Work ethic expects to guarantee expects a guaranteed place. I think he just deserves a fair chance, which he didn't get. It, in my opinion, I agree. Yeah, no, yeah. By all means, yeah. If if uh, if he's outperformed by someone else, maybe so. But again, uh, like, Adam Leitch outperformed him. We cannot deny that. But no, but, but I, can, I still think but they can function together exactly. And that's I still think as far as like your best eleven players, he's probably in the top five. You know, so you want to find a way to squeeze him in there somehow. Uh, that should certainly be a focus. Easily, I yeah, I mean, I was trying to be, you know, um, charitable, I guess. But why? I mean, why? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that that sucked. That 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 was a, that was for me the nail in the coffin with Chanel Ganesh. Although I think it's pretty clear we were <laughs> we were done with him well before then, if we're going to be honest. But so, but did you notice that scene or, or or did you see that? I I uh, what I I. Don't really. I didn't recall it. I, I remembered you making a comment about it and uh, thinking it was good. <laughs> I was happy if he did it. <laughs> oh, it, it it put kind of put a smile on my face. I was like, yeah, you stick it to him, yeah, man. He's out of here. Even though it's his last match, and you know, but it's none of his business. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You know, he what did. There's like, oh well, he should show respect to the coach. Well, why should he be? Sh why Shinji is the last person. Yeah. I t well, Shinji Kagawa and maybe Jermaine Lenz. Yeah, Jermaine Lenz. <laughs> well, I mean, how did he get? Look at how how he disrespected Lenz to, by not starting him in this match. Well, what's the so point? So that Kyle Laren can play on the wing. <laughs> <What>? <sighs> Come on, man. I mean, maybe 
maybe the thinking was that Laren is probably playing his last match too. Okay. I mean, he's probably going to get either loaned or sold. Mm, uh, so maybe that was the thinking. And maybe I, I, I'm just, I'm thinking that's how I'm trying to justify it by, okay, it's probably Croatia's last match, so he has to play. It's probably Laren's match, so he probably has to play. Um, so that's understandable, I guess. Uh, Guven, it's probably, you know, it's probably going to be his last chance to start for a while, unless Burak gets injured or something. I don't know. Uh, just trying to rationalize it. Well, yeah, the Burak thing we don't quite I, understand. But yeah, I, I a lot of it makes sense. Like, I hope, Najib, that's the last time we see him. Certainly... I, I, he's not going to make the national side. Oh my God! Imagine uh, Shadow guys calls him up for the national side. <laughs> I, I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> uh, then you can get. Uh, I was going to say you get injured on duty, but that's that's taking it too far. Then then all those then all those Galtrai fans who are justifying Emre Tajdemir getting called up for playing five games. I, I can be all like, ah, Neji played 27 games for Besiktas. What are you talking about? He's a, yeah. of course, it's just a fight to call he's, him. Yeah, he's a star, man. He's a stud. <laughs> oh, he, he, he didn't play much, but he played good. <laughs> yeah, the only match that I recall him playing in is a game where he should have gotten sent off twice against Busan. For a side like One Patrick of those Tash, many. You know, even great players can come off the bench. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, well, so Khan, um, let's. This is it for the season. That's our final season review. Uh, but before you take us out, there is obviously one final talking point here, uh, and we almost—I almost, I almost uh, let, let you take it away. But go for it now. T tell us about who we may or may not expect to be the next coach. So. Obviously, uh, like a week or two ago, um, I had I, I, I wrote a piece about it and I also tweeted about it. I spoke about it. I think we mentioned it on the podcast too uh, that Mircea Lucescu was very close to Besiktas and that was no bullshit. Um, I got that from a very reliable source, close to Buchescu himself, so not a Turkish source, nothing like that. Um, but, like, a couple days ago, or I don't remember when this news started coming out, uh, the Abdullah Avci stuff, when that started coming out. I think that started coming out after they lost to Galstrai. So, like, a bit before that, I had asked for an update on the Buchescu thing, and I got a reply, and the reply was, He's been asked to wait. And I was like, that's interesting. Um, so I'm like, you know, I inform you guys. I was like, hey, look, guys, look, this is what I've been told. Uh, it's quite interesting, wouldn't you say? And then, like, I think someone asked, like, well, what do you think is going on? Do you think they're negotiating with someone else? But obviously, I, I, I don't have any knowledge. But then later that day, I think... Uh, the former Haber 1903, now Duhulje, uh, came out with an exclusive that Besiktas were meeting with uh, Abdullah Avci, uh, the Besiktas coach, obviously, mm -hmm. which uh, so many people love and admire. And obviously, I've had uh, an outspoken opinion on him. Uh, I think he's a little overrated, to say the least. And that's not saying that I don't think that uh, 
Uh, no, actually, maybe overrated is the wrong word. But anyway, I'll, I'll get to that later. But anyway, uh, so it looks like uh, then, then the news started trickling in. Like, I think it was that same day or like the day after, but that news started like trickling in that uh, Bishesh were meeting with Avci and um, that he was now the number one priority, that we see the number one candidate and that like Luchescu had kind of been shoved to number mm. two. Um, and usually, you know, when people say stuff like that, especially Turkish media, I'd say like, oh yeah, you know, you know how they are. They're just making shit up. Um, but I, I just thought that. Well, not, not when Haber 1903 starts, you know, talking about it, then you know it, there's something going on. But, you know, when NTV are saying it and when whatever all those Turkish sources are saying it, you're kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know, they're just rehashing or they're just making up stuff to get some t- attention and all that. But um, then, uh, you know, because it lined up so perfectly with what I was told of Luchescu being asked to basically hold on line, please, while we connect your call. <laughs> to Mr. Fikret Orman and then keep him on the line uh, for uh, five days with uh, elevator music. Um, and uh, maybe you can insert some yeah. elevator music. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, so that just, to me, that was immediately like, this makes sense now. This 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 lines mm-hmm. up. Um, so now the news is, is kind of intensifying that uh, Afci is... Uh, Probably gonna be Bishdish's next manager. Guksal <laughs> Gumujda um, also spoke about it. Who is the president of Bashakshi here? Um, and and there were. Uh, he also said, for example, that Emre Belozolo really wants to end his career at Fenerbahce. Uh, so uh, next season he wants to play there to finish his career there. Um, basically saying, you know, he he's done a lot for our club. We'll let him go if he wants to because that's his wish uh, and then like that same day he also said some stuff about Afshan basically saying look we still have one match uh, which was on yesterday after the game we're gonna sit with our coach and we're gonna see what he wants to do um, and the language he used was kind of like he this man has done so much for this club um, we will not stand in his way if he chooses that he wants to take mm. the next step that's how I how I interpreted it. Um, I think that, for example, if they had won the title, that language would have been very diff- different. I don't think they would have been willing sure. to let go then. Uh, obviously, uh, it's you can't really keep a manager against his will. That's a lot more difficult than players. Their contracts work differently. Um, but anyway, um, so now the, the rumors are very much intensifying that uh, Abdullah Avci is probably going to be Bish's next coach. Obviously, there's been... Oman has, has maintained a very good relationship with Avci over the years as well. And it, it, it's, they, he hasn't hit the fact that he's a fan. He hasn't hit the... F- I mean, it's been clear that Avci is has been on that short list for a long time to be the successor of uh, of, of, of Gunesh. Personally, um, until recently, I did not think it was a realistic thing because of the fact that he had just re-signed a new contract with Bashakshir just a couple of months ago, a five-year deal. Um, obviously, I was still under the impression that they were going to win the Every title day, back then. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, a lot has changed in the last uh, nine, nine or so weeks or ten weeks uh, with them having that implosion. And, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of has changed. The, the fact that they didn't win the title again... Um, and that they've came up short again 
uh, is gonna make it easier for him to make that jump. Um, yeah, so that's okay. basically that. And and, and I will be t I'll be talking to Bruno Bottaro, of course. I think we've had Bruno on before. Uh, he's been on the football all oh, Turka podcast before. I don't know if he's been on the Turkish football on, uh, the, on the. He, he gave us an after the beat once. Yeah, it's possible. So, but, but the thing with Bruno is he he used to work for TRT World and he's done like uh, reports and stuff. I think he's visited like Konya, spoken to people at the club at the facilities and stuff, and like with Aykut Kocaman. And he's done that with Bashakshir too. He's been to their facilities, uh, had a uh, sit down talk with with Abdullah Avcik. Got like, you know, he had like a proper conversation with the man. Got to see inside the person, his football philosophy, all that kind of stuff. So he's going to have a, a, an interesting perspective on him as a coach. So I'm going to talk to him about that just, you know, to uh, like we like we do, you know, for people yeah. who have forgotten, like our, our transfer preview talks. Uh, obviously, this is somewhat a domestic transfer, but still, I think it's going to be very interesting to get Bruno's take we on him. Yeah. Because we Bruno, need as much info yeah. on our coach. Plus, Bruno is such a fan of Avci. Uh I think it's good to get someone uh, who is... Uh, who is very full, like to off proponent to, to offset me? Who is uh, like, I mean, not I'm I'm not opposed to us getting Afshi, mind you. I'm just I I've always kind of been uh, an opponent of the exaggerated praise that I feel he gets. I think he's a very yeah, yeah. distinguished manager. Uh, obviously, he's arguably tactically the the best manager in Turkey, at least. The, I, I mean, uh, Okan Buruk is pretty good too, and there's a couple of others who have tactically are quite good. But Afci is a very sound tactical coach, but um, he's not flawless. He's not Diego Simeone, as some people make him out to be. Um, but uh, no, it's interesting. The main the main worry I have with him is just uh, the ability or inability to cope with pressure, and that's going to be one of my main talking points uh, with Bruno for sure. Uh, yeah. And I think that's going to be our main talking point going into the season up until the point where he starts proving that he can cope with the pressure of working for a big club. Yeah, fully agreed. Um, if he comes. Yeah, I guess there's still an if somehow. Um, well, and so obviously stay tuned, everyone. There's so much to come as far as uh, a new coach, transfers. I think we need to do a season review. We should probably even um, get Evron in here to do a little overview of some guys he thinks we should take a look at. We should talk about positions we need to fill, all of that stuff. You know, we might. So we have a very be, busy off season coming in. We, we might even be able to do some tribute podcasts for people that will be because this is really like uh, the end of an era. Which I mean, this this really is because this is the end of the Chanel Gunish era. This is probably the end of the Ricardo Quaresma era. Um, yeah. So I mean, let's say that Atiba would retire. That would be an end of an era. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I think he's definitely still going to play another season, and I think his, his, in fact, his contract automatically extended and rolled over. So, um, but I mean, that's that's like, for example, Atiba would be completely somebody who you'd want to make like a, a tribute episode for. And I think, absolutely, I think we're going to do uh, one for Shino Gunesh uh, because we've had so much negativity about him um, the past two years, especially this year. Um, but yeah, let's also yeah. look back and reflect on the good days because we had so many good days with him too um, and, yeah. and they deserve to be reminisced about a little bit and let's do the same about Ricardo Quaresma because the same thing goes for him really 
Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're talking about club legends one way or another. Yep. Um, but so, yeah, Khan, take us out because uh, we've got a lot to look forward to this, this summer. I'm, you know what? Uh, no matter how bad a season ends or is, uh, when, when that summer comes around, beginning, uh, it's just like, ah, oh, refreshed energy. And by the by, the end of the summer, when you still haven't done the key transfers you need to do, you're just so pent up with stress, and you're like, why the fuck don't we have a number ten yet? Why the fuck don't we have a goalkeeper yet? God damn it! God damn it! God damn it! But <laughs> I think this summer is going to be a little less stressful because for the reason that you pointed out, financial fair play. It, it could potentially be a little bit of an easier summer. I don't expect us to suddenly start splashing big money, but I think that. Uh, we're gonna be able to make, like pull that trigger. Um, just one more thing I want to mention because it is from a good source. Well, I mean, Haber nineteen oh three is arguably the best source for transfers. The so, only so, source, maybe. You know, uh, them and 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 Ibrahim Setten from Bipsport are the, like the best sources on Bishtas transfer news. But Haber nineteen oh three or Duhulia, I'm just gonna keep referring to them as as Haber nineteen oh three. They reported uh, that we are interested in Darko Lazovic of Genoa, uh, 28, almost 29-year-old Serbian winger. So obviously, I went and spoke to our resident Serbian football expert, Sonja Niksevic, uh, and I asked her about uh, Lazovic, and uh, she... Uh she she liked the fact that we were interested in him. She, she rates him, and obviously we know... Uh, you know that her expertise is actually she actually she actually does have a decent expertise. I also asked my other uh, friend Nima, uh, who t- covers the Serie A, who's a big Inter fan, uh, and he said that he's a decent player too. Um, and and, and Sonia said something along the lines of, "Well, he's 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 really a good player, but he's somebody that that goes kind of unnoticed. He's kind of under the radar, but he's a he's a good player. Uh, really, really quick. Uh, so I could see that work in um, you know the the." The, this Afche uh, system, because obviously he's going to want to opt. You know how he plays. Uh, he starts from yeah. the he high build, energy, high build, pace, yeah, high pace pressing, building up from the back, um, and obviously being very dangerous on counters. And for that, you need quick wingers, and that's another reason why, if Afche comes, it's almost certain that this was Ricardo Quaresma's last game because Quaresma does not fit. The profile yeah. of uh, Afchi winger at all. Uh, Jermaine Lenz does. Um, so I very I, much, yeah. This yeah. could be a renaissance for him. Maybe. I mean, actually, if it doesn't most come too late. guys will like Dorakan certainly does. Uh, I hope he doesn't feel like Nejib does because that's his like reputation. Nejib will, um, yeah, he will. He will utilize Nejib. I'm sure. <sighs> maybe he can. Maybe he. Can. But then I don't think that Afchi likes ticking time bombs, so maybe not. Yeah, I guess we'll see. It's all we'll it's see. all a mystery. Maybe think, you can ask Bruno. I don't about think that. I don't think he'll he'll be too fond of Chaner either, if I'm honest, because Chaner's kind of a defensive liability and Afchi yeah, really values so. that. So um yeah. Well there's know. much to discuss. Uh, definitely remember to ask Bruno uh for sure. You know, wh- what um, he thinks about his relationship or what he thinks his relationship will be with with guys like Nejip and John Aaron, all that. Yeah, uh, I'm just even Ozan, maybe. Uh, that's going to be a curiosity. 
Uh, but so there's so much there's so much to talk about this offseason and I, yeah. I actually in a weird way kind of look forward to it uh so much of this season has been bogged down by negative circumstances um so in a way it's like a fresh start uh so yeah man i'm excited for but me tell these people are, how to follow us always and stuff. the most fun things um yeah follow us on twitter at eagles underscore podcast follow c on at sir underscore rice underscore a lot you can follow me at rosarian r-a-z-z-e-r-i-a-n and of course you can follow our good friend evron akman at bgk fan and we have tried to oh, fan him of too. fan oh of sorry BGK. yes we, we I, I have been trying to push him over the last uh, couple of days to change that ridiculous Twitter handle, that 12 year old Twitter handle. Um, but he, he seems to be, re- he, he's, he seems to be worried that uh, people will be able to see what he writes, even though that's uh, associated with him, even though he doesn't write anything wrong. Yeah, I know. I've never seen him say anything even remotely controversial. Like even in the group chat where you have guys like full of controversy. Uh, so yeah. yeah, he's he's got he's got to work on that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, follow do, follow do, us all nonetheless. We should congratulate Evan though for getting his first commentator gig this past week, oh, um, yeah. commentating in uh, the U.S. Division Four. He was commentating on a Division Four game. NSL, I think yeah, NSL. yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Say we gave him we gave him his first. I mean, if his uh, if his if his football career doesn't work out, uh, then may, I mean, I, I I've told him I think he should be looking into, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, I can say just... be in, be in USA should hire Evron and I. Uh, I, I. I think I could be the play-by-play man, and and Evron, you know, naturally he'd be on color commentary because that's just who he is, a colorful character. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'm, anyway. sorry, I'm sorry, Sinan, but that lineup graphic does not stay on the screen long enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a huge, that's true, lots of names. Um, but anyway, man, we uh, tell, tell us what to do with ourselves now. I think just enjoy the summer, hope for a better 2000, uh, you know, a, t- a better tail end to 2019 and a, b- and a good early 2020. Um, I think, yeah, it's going to be, I-, I think that the doom and gloom that we had for the majority of the season with the financial situation, I think all of that has now kind of like a little bit improved because just the fact that we managed to somehow comply with financial fair play which we're all baffled about it's a bit of a mystery maybe maybe john o'carr can come explain it at some point you know what john was just baffled as i was uh and i don't think it'll be clear until we get to see like the end of the year uh report uh, fiscal year which will be coming out soonish because that closes on the 31st of may so i think that'll be available pretty soon so uh, I'll well, be in some, touch some more summer fair then for maybe John. Yeah, maybe another we can John have, episode. That would be great. Uh, everyone seems to really enjoy whenever John comes on to talk some finance. I was surprised. By, I, I <laughs> love, a, it just speaks I mean, to our knowledgeable, educated listening listenership. It, it does because I think that that's one of the, the one of the major major things that has always annoyed me about uh, football fans in general, but like Turkish football fans especially, like. 
their absolute ignorance to the financial side of things. Like they just expect, like Galtrite fans just think it's normal that they signed Yagne for ten million. Yeah, like, in the midst of a huge. Oh yeah, we got we got Champions League money. Oh no, that doesn't. It's not that simple. Um, so uh, I'm very happy that those episodes do as well. I did not expect them to, but I'm very happy that they do. I mean, I think they're they're very fascinating. I love listening and trying to understand what John is talking about. So I'll be in touch with John and, and hopefully we can get him on again in the summer. That would be great. Um, and then we'll hopefully do some exciting transfers and I'll try and find some experts and try and get them on. Uh, hopefully we'll get some interesting uh previews uh early on in in the season for the european matches once the europa league draws have come in um yeah. and and let's yeah talk about uh just you know between you me and, and everyone let's just chat a little bit about how we see the team shaping up already and there will be friendly matches and all that kind of stuff and we'll be able to relax because there won't be the, the, the stress of week in week out um some controversies with one team getting all the penalties and all yeah, the we don't have to talk about refs for months that's great yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um so maybe if one of them goes and suicide bombs himself in vodafone park <laughs> uh, yeah just the one last <laughs> fu for like someone if someone's retiring on their way out um yeah that's that's what uh, that was. I think Egehan was asking that like uh, when when before the kickoff of the Galatasaray Bashakshir match, like this isn't Junaid isn't retiring, right? Because otherwise he can go out on a bomb. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, I the, no, but that's like a legitimate question because that has happened in the history of Turkish football where a referee will ref like his this is like in his last year, and then like he'll get like an important derby and he'll like do some really strange stuff he's no, he that's knows happened. he's on his way out anyway god <clears throat> yeah ah, exactly gotta love that gotta love that yeah go out in a blaze of glory well speaking of which but anyway Sinan uh, take us out yeah now. speaking of a blaze of glory <laughs> go Cash! one more time I guess I'm gonna do this all summer so you can get used to that still but uh, yeah man Everybody, it was a pleasure to uh, serve you guys this season uh, with all the, the, the latest, all the news, all the recaps, all of our hot takes. Oh, wait. Sinan, wait. Danny Pierce. We've got a question? You know what? <laughs> oh, <No>. okay. <laughs> I was just like, you know. He knows. Yeah, Danny Pierce. Yeah, yeah. I'm, my, I'm pointing to my eyes and I'm pointing to your eyes. I see you. I see you. I see you, Pierce. I see you, Pierce. Uh, thanks for, thank, thanks for listening, Danny. Please don't, uh, please don't stop giving us your feedback. And uh, that goes for yeah. everyone. Uh, keep giving us your feedback if you agree, if you disagree with it. Anything we say, um, we would love more interaction from the fans. We see you. We see you downloading. We see you listening. We can see those statistics, but. We'd love some more interaction. Um, questions. Uh, Sinan's been been doing great job with that with those. You know, answering questions on the podcast. But just keep those coming if you have any questions, any concerns. Uh, you know what? If we don't know the answer, if you ask the question in advance, we can always find out or try to find out. So any interaction, go 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 go. Go, go basic <laughs> <laughs> One last time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.